Welcome to Journey to Brave, a podcast dedicated to empowering women to heal from trauma, cultivate self-acceptance, and fearlessly step into the most brave version of themselves. Hosted by me, Kaya Hunter, certified life and shadow work coach, breathwork facilitator, and NLP and hypnosis master practitioner. Join me as we dive deep into how trauma and the wounds from our past can affect us, how we can heal, find strength, create emotional well-being, and ultimately create the life you've always bloody well dreamed of. I believe that healing as well as self-acceptance are the foundations for personal growth, and we'll explore the tools, the strategies and practices so that you can create your own journey to brave. Ready? Let's go. Hello and welcome to the podcast. So this is the first week in about, I think, nearly five weeks. That's inverted commas normal for me after being away, having a few days when I got home um, by myself and then my best friend arrived from interstate has meant that I've had to kind of squeeze work into the gaps (laughs) for the last few weeks. Uh, So it feels good to be back into it uh, and back into kind of routine. And I noticed while I was in the UK that the podcast had the most amount of downloads since launching mid last year. Yay. So I wanted to give a big, big welcome to you if you are a new listener and a big thanks for being here and being part of the family. For those of you in Australia who are mums, a big happy Mother's Day for this Sunday if you're listening to this podcast before Sunday. I hope your munchkins spoil you as much as you deserve and that you spend the day just surrounded by loved ones. And I'm also thinking of you and sending extra love if you might have lost your mum and don't have her in your life anymore. I know this day will be a tough one for you. So I'm sending you extra love this week. All right, in today's episode, we're talking about change, making change in our lives, going after new things, making change, and why it can be so hard. And to understand why change is so hard, we have to talk about our brains. (laughs) We have to talk about the subconscious and conscious minds. So we're going to unpack that, both of those two. And then I'm going to share some ways that you can start to look at reprogramming your subconscious mind so that you can make change in your life. And, you know, whatever that change might mean for you, I've given a couple of examples there, but it might be that change that you want to make might be to feel more confident so that you go after that new business you've been wanting to start. It might be to put yourself out there to find love after divorce. Maybe it's to quit your job and find a new career. Maybe if you're anything like me, it's figuring out how you can travel more now the kids are grown. So you're looking at Airbnb being your house feeling a bit kind of unsure about that, uncertain about that. So things that you want to achieve or changes that you want to make in your life, but for some reason you haven't yet. How does that sound? Sound good? All right. (laughs) Let's first unpack what the subconscious and conscious is. So we both, we have both a conscious part of our brains. So things that we're aware of, we're conscious of. 
And that makes up only about 5% of what we do, how we think and how we feel. And then what we have is the subconscious part of our brain. Pardon me. And this makes up about 95% of what we do think and feel. 95%. This part of our brain, the subconscious, it operates below our level of conscious awareness, right? We're not aware of it. So it's kind of like imagining an iceberg, right? Most of an iceberg is under the ocean and only a small, we only see a small part of an iceberg above the water. But we know that there's a lot more of an iceberg underwater. And it's the same with our brains. If you imagine that, that bit that's out of the water is our conscious. And that massive, massive bit that is under the water is our subconscious brain or a subconscious mind. And our subconscious, that 95% of our brain, is in charge of all of our automatic things in our body. It's in charge of basically keeping us alive. It's in charge of our heart beating, our breathing, our digestion, and our immune system. So all things, thank God we have it, right? Otherwise, we would have to think every time we wanted to take a breath, oh, I have to take a breath now. Or our heart beating, oh, my heart, I need to beat my heart. Or I need to digest this food, whatever it might be. So its job is to take all of those things away from our conscious and have made them unconscious or subconscious so we don't have to think about it. Oh my God, can you imagine if we did? (laughs) So it takes charge of all of those automatic things in our body. Our subconscious also stores and processes our memories. And it can actually even hide traumatic events. You may have heard some people with Um, with trauma may not be able to remember the actual event that caused the trauma. And that's just our our brain's way of, of protecting us. So it can also hide traumatic memories as well. So that's our subconscious. Our conscious mind is a part of our mind or brain that we we're actively aware of and we can control. We're aware of it, right? So we can control it. It's responsible for decision-making for problem solving and other processes that need our attention and our awareness. So understanding how the subconscious works and its role in what we do or don't do in how we think, uh, what we think rather and how we feel is so important if we want to make change in our lives. Because if 95% of those things are automatic and take place without us even realizing We have to bring those things into our consciousness to be able to change them. So just a quick side note, I was going to say footnote, but that's not right because that's at the end. This would be a side note, sidebar. I tend to use subconscious and unconscious interchangeably as they both mean pretty much the same thing. So if you're wondering why I say one thing one minute and one the other, that's why I tend to use them interchangeably. So... I love this quote from an early psychiatrist, Carl Jung, who, by the way, was the one that introduced us us or introduced the world to shadows. Uh, So our shadows are parts of ourselves that we either reject or repress, and that can cause us to, you know, feel stuck and hold ourselves back and all sorts of things. And I'm actually studying uh, and getting certified in shadow work and shadow work coaching right now. So we're going to be talking more about shadows in the future, but 
back to that quote from Carl Jung that I love. And he said, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you'll call it fate. I love that. Until you make the unconscious conscious, until you're aware of all of that 95% that's going on in your mind without you even being aware of it, it's going to direct your life and you call it fate. So it's going to direct your life because that's 95% of how we show up and what we do. And we tend to call it fate. That's just the way it is, right? Because it's so unconscious. So I just love that quote. So we've got to make the unconscious conscious so that we don't allow our subconscious to direct our life. We've got to make it conscious if we want to make changes in our life. So how does the subconscious shape our thoughts, our actions and our feelings? Like how does it actually work? So best way that I can describe it is without getting too scientific uh, and I'm not a scientist uh, is to use a couple of examples. So let's use an example of how something that starts as conscious becomes unconscious, like driving a car. So if you've been driving for any amount of time, you know you don't need to think about it, right? You automatically crank the ignition, you drive, change gears and so forth without consciously thinking, right? Without consciously thinking, oh, I have to start the car, turn the ignition. Oh, now I need to put my foot on the right brake to release the handbrake and put it into, in my case, reverse out of the garage. Oh, now I need to change gears. We don't think of it, right? We just do it automatically. It's because it's gone through our conscious and now it's in our subconscious. But the first time that you drove, you had to learn how to do things. I remember my daughter saying to me, which foot goes on the um, accelerator mum and which goes on the brake? I'm like, oh, hang on. I had to think about it. Like, oh, yeah, right. (laughs) I had to do it. I had to move my body to, to remember it. So the first time you drove, you had to learn how to do those things and consciously remember how to do them. Or not. (laughs) Thinking back to those driving lessons. And then after you've driven a bunch of times, those things that were that you had to consciously think of and remind yourself of, those things move from your conscious mind to your subconscious. It gets programmed and it gets automated, right? Because our brains like efficiency. So we do a few times, it, it's go, it, um, you know, it thinks, right, okay, beautiful, perfect. We've got that one down. Programmed, automated, bang, goes to our subconscious. Same with everything. Things like brushing your teeth. Our subconscious mind can also affect our behavior in so many ways. It gets programmed in other ways. And here's a couple of examples. So let's say someone is scared of dogs. And they had this fear of dogs that was developed as a child, perhaps after being bitten or, you know, barked at by a seemingly scary dog. And even though as an adult now, they consciously know that not all dogs are dangerous, their subconscious mind may still associate dogs with fear and danger. Now, imagine that that person is walking down the street and sees a friendly dog approaching them, coming up to them. Their conscious mind knows that that dog is not a threat, but their subconscious might still trigger a fear response in their body, causing them to feel anxious or even to like freeze up. You know, if you see a scary animal, you might just be stopped in your tracks, right? But that's that, that reaction is subconscious. 
because that that person's brain stored that memory from you know perhaps decades ago into the subconscious and then every time that scenario gets played out it pops up that memory in your body so our subconscious affects our behavior by influencing our emotions and our reactions to certain situations right different events even if we don't fully understand why we feel the way we do in that example there like rationally that person knows that they don't need to be afraid of that dog and yet they are it's like well why am i scared of this little i don't know pomeranian (laughs) coming towards me or even a staffy whatever it might be and another example let's look at confidence or courage which is an emotion that we need or a state we need to be in an emotion we need to feel if we're going to try new things so if someone had uh, perhaps a parent or an authority figure like a teacher when they were young who often made negative comments about their abilities even just throwaway comments and even if that person had since developed the the skills and things that they would normally have that help their confidence their subconscious mind may still hold on to those negative beliefs that were formed in childhood leading them as an adult to doubt themselves and their abilities and that can show up in different ways such as avoiding challenges or opportunities because of fear of failure or feeling self-conscious and uncomfortable in social situations And the subconscious mind can actually also affect our body language and vocal tone. And that can, that can, um, you know, impact how others perceive us, how others see us and in turn affect our confidence levels. So can you see the power of the subconscious in just those two examples? Remember, it controls 95% of our actions, thoughts, and feelings. That's why change is so bloody hard. Like Jung says, you know, we, we, you know, we go about our life and we have to make the unconscious conscious or, and I forget the middle bit, but it, you know, we, we think it's fate. We think it's fate because it's automatic because we haven't chosen it or decided it. So, as he says, if we want to create change, we must make the unconscious conscious. Okay, great, Carl. Thank you so much. How the heck do we do it? (laughs) I can hear you asking. One of my favorite tools for accessing the subconscious and then reprogramming the subconscious so that we do and are able to make change is hypnosis. Uh, And my clients love it. And they've seen the benefits of it too. They really love it. The ones that I've used hypnosis with, they just love it. You can see the benefit and how it's affected them. And I'm not talking about the type of hypnosis that we've all seen, you know, up on the stage where the hypnotist gets people to cluck like chickens and do silly things on stage. No, I mean, that is hypnosis, but no, it's not the kind of hypnosis that I do. It's getting a client into such a relaxed state that they're able to access the set, their subconscious, right? Because that conscious mind isn't getting in the way. They're so relaxed that that subconscious is able to be tapped into, for want of a better word. 
And while you are in my world being hypnotized or any hypnotherapist professional, you are 100% in control and aware at all times. So we make the unconscious conscious in this state of hypnosis. And from there, we're able to change thoughts and beliefs and feelings. Change those things to ones that will help my clients, you, me, move forward to create whatever it it is that they're wanting to create. One client I worked with, to give you a couple of examples, one client I worked with recently had these long-held beliefs that they weren't capable of getting a bigger, better and higher paying job, that they just weren't a good enough leader. I used hypnosis with him and a few other tools and techniques to help tap into and rewire, reprogram his subconscious. And after just four weeks, he said he felt so much better, so much more confident than ever. And if you pick that up, yes, I coach men as well as women, just not as often. And another client I recently spent six months with where I used hypnosis and other tools to to tap into her subconscious, she came to me just feeling not very worthy at all. And she also had some past uh, relationship trauma as well. And after validating how she was feeling, which she'd not had before from another professional, and helping her to reduce her self-judgment, She said that she went on to just feeling so much better in our last session together, better than she could ever remember, more confident, she felt more motivated and so much more self-acceptance and self-love. She was like a different person from the person that I started working with six months ago. I could see it in her physiology through the Zoom screen. I could see it. I could sense it. I could see it. It was so good. And as well as hypnosis that I took her through in a few sessions, I taught her, taught her, put my teeth back in, some other tools that she now has in her back pocket whenever she needs them. So she's got those forever. But aside from hypnosis, and you can do self-hypnosis, there's apps and things out there that you can use hypnosis for. Uh, but, you know, they're obviously not necessarily specifically tailored to you that, that um that I would do in a session, but you can use them and they are amazing. But you can also do breath work, meditation, visualization to help reprogram your subconscious or make the unconscious conscious. And from there, as you know, like I've mentioned, we can begin to create change. Because you're now aware of those things that you weren't before. And with that awareness of bringing those things into your consciousness, that's where you can plan, you can make decisions and you can strategize. Okay, so to wrap things up, we've talked about the reason why change is so bloody hard and therefore why so many people don't make change. It's that 95% of our behaviors, thoughts and feelings are subconscious, like that iceberg underwater. And if something's underwater and not visible, how can we change it? We can't. We have to make it conscious. And I've given you some tools and you can research others to use to help you do it. And if you'd like support to make change in your life, of course, I can help you. This is what I'm trained in. It's what I'm master certified in. So reach out, DM me on Instagram and we can chat about which of my two current private coaching packages might suit you best. Fearless, which is four weeks, or You Deserve Amazing, which is 12 weeks.
All right, I'm going to leave you with a question not related to change or the subconscious mind, but I'm going to leave you with a question. What's something that you'd like me to answer or cover on the podcast? I'd love to know. So message me your one question over on Instagram and I'll answer it anonymously if you'd like me to on an upcoming podcast, okay? I'd love to hear from you and I would love to create more podcasts answering your specific questions. I'm taking a stab on these podcast episodes and what I cover based on what comes up for my clients, what's come up for me in my own life, uh, what comes up for my daughter sometimes and our relationship and all of that, which I know is relevant for you guys. And I know that from the people that have reached out to tell me how much a podcast is helping them and how much they're learning, which is awesome. And I'd love to answer your specific questions as well. So let me know, DM me over on Instagram with your question and I would love to answer it here on the podcast. And that is it. That is it for today. You have the best week ever and I will see you again next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Journey to Brave podcast. I'll be back next week with another episode. But in the meantime, if you've liked this episode, you're going to love my free video and guide. Stop letting fear hold you back. Start feeling confident and brave. I share a simple strategy you can start using today to help you feel more confident and brave. Learn the strategy in this video and you can use it on any negative emotion at any time. You can download it via the show notes. See you next week.